This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, bro And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld How we doing? How we doing? It's a, it feels like it shouldn't be Tuesday. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's how I'm feeling. I never feel this way for the most part, but I feel like this week is long already and it's right. only I, Tuesday. I mean, that's, I think that's the thing is like when the week feels long, but it's like Wednesday or Thursday, you're like, okay, we're kind of over the hump. But when the week already feels long and it's only Tuesday, it's like, no, we actually have a really long way to go. Yeah. How do we speed it up? Do I don't know? know. I I had like kind of a stressful morning because I was <gasps> no, it's fine. I it's it ended up fine. I was like feeling a little under the weather yesterday, so I Me went too. I went and got a COVID test this morning just because I was like I don't know, like I want to be sure, and I tested negative. I like got my results back, um, but it was like it was just the kind of thing where it's like I had to go and like wait in line first mm-hmm. thing this morning, and like randomly the testing center that's like closest to where I live is in Times Square. So (laughs) literally it was was 9am this morning and I'm like standing next to the fucking M&M store (laughs) with like, honestly, I would have gotten in after with with all of these like tourists and stuff. It took like a little longer than I expected. And we had like a 10 a.m. meeting. So I just barely made it home. I was like, oh, what a, what a mess, but I got my negative test back. So I'm like, now I'm feeling like I'm in the clear. I still feel like a little gross, but at least it's not COVID. Yeah. You sound a little nasal, but as long as you're good, that's that's good. That's rude. But (laughs) Is it? I um, no, I just have like I have like a little bit of a cough. Like I was feeling a little achy, so you know, you never know. Um, I drove by a really long line of cars last week, and I literally rolled down my window, and I was like, "What is this for?" Because I needed to know. And the woman <laughs> like, was are they like, giving out giving out free. Piece, yeah, I was like, "What pizzas? the fuck is this?" And she literally goes for COVID testing. I was like, "Bye!" And I like literally didn't even wait for her to finish, and I like rolled up my window and kept driving. <laughs> You're like, so there's not free food. So nothing's in it for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm glad people are getting tested. I know, right? Um, At least the line is long. Let's, okay. We're talking about Potomac below deck med today. Um, we've also been getting some fun little social media glimpses of this all-stars show that's being filmed at Bluestone Manor. There was like this morning, Jill Zarin posted a selfie of herself where in the background you could see like Dorinda's head and like I think Taylor Armstrong like peeking out the side it's just funny how like we all know they're there and they know that we know they're there but like I don't know it feels like a little more under the radar than last time when they were in Turks and Caicos just posting like 
swimsuit pics all week. Yeah. The only thing I noticed in Jill's selfie was, was her sunglasses because I really liked them. And oh, those then like I had reflective like, Dior aviators. Yeah. And then I had to like zoom in and I saw Dorinda. <laughs> Cause you know, yeah. Priority. <laughs> and like Vicky posted a picture with Brandy and Tamara like in bed together. Yeah, I'm that like, selfie. This is going to be a wild Just, ride. That brought me back to their Mexico trips. And I was like, oof, if Brandy was there originally, that would be something. She um, should have been on OC. <laughs> I feel like we forget that she was like fame adjacent before. Like, I feel like she made sense for Beverly Hills more when she was first cast than like now it, it seems a little random. Yes. No, no, sh- no shade, but um, <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Potomac. Um, so this episode, we get the, the shady return of Miss Dorothy, who I don't, I don't know if we've seen her at all this season. Not very much if we have. Um, yeah, which, we've seen her cardboard cutout. Right. Yes, of course. She's always, she's always there. there. <laughs> um, she's an imposing presence, whether she's physically in the room or not. Um, but so she's in town for music video week. And I totally, <laughs> I totally sympathize with Candace when she's like, yeah, she's supposed to help me like get through this week smoothly, but she's making me more stressed. And like, that's, that's how it always is with family. It's like being home for a week to rest and recharge is never as restful as you want it to be. Right. And it's the same thing for me. Like, what did she want? What was her mom supposed to do to help? You know, like if she doesn't have an actual job to do for the music video, of course, she's just going to kind of ask questions and observe and see what's going on and like stress you out. And of course, kind of she like does... what her husband is doing. Of course, she does so in a way that's like, you know, super helpful and not at all, not at all messy or anything. You know, Dorothy and Candace, you know, they're like, yeah, their relationship just stresses me out. The we, OK, we will get to the photo. We will get to the video oh, oh, shoot because oh, I we feel will like get, I need a get to the video unwind. Shoot. Okay, so so let's unwind. Let's unwind with Giselle teaching Grace to drive (laughs) in this parking lot. I this is like an exact memory that I have, like my mom teaching me to drive in a parking lot, and I, you know, I totally feel for Giselle. It is stressful. It's rough that Jamal's not really around to help out with this because it is, you know, a stressful thing. Yeah, but thankfully he left the Gucci car because. What else that, would you want to learn to drive in? That Gucci Fiat. It's so cute. Her it's Grace so stylish. Was, yeah. Not yeah. Um her driving is like should be a PSA to like all 16-year-olds who just got their permit, where it's like, it's not as easy as it looks. Like you really need to like know what you're doing and take your time and practice and care for the other people that are driving around you. <laughs> She, when she almost Please. hit the cameraman, I'm like, no, this should I have know. been like home footage. Like they don't, they don't need to be like risking the crew's life. That's fourth wall that I love and appreciate yes. seeing when, when Giselle was like, watch the cameraman. He was also standing directly in front of the car though. So like, right. He was really, best he move. was really putting his life on the line for that. Um, okay. So the then we have Ashley goes to see her family, which is her mom and uncle lump who I you know, love to see Uncle Lump. Um, and she's talking about her prolapsed uterus, which 
you know, the, the human body is beautiful and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if, if I need to hear about that or like if, um, if uncle lump necessarily needs to hear about that, but you know, I'm glad she's um, walking in her truth. <laughs> yeah. She did say that she's aware that she shares like those things. With she's her like, we're family. family. We share everything. And I'm like, that doesn't mean yeah. your uncle needs to know about your like stuff. Also your parts. side note, side note, her TikToks are. Oh, they're so fire. Good. She's she like just joined really TikTok good. like two weeks ago. And all of every video is like on her rooftop deck dancing to like Doja Cat or something similar. And she's like clearly sort of just getting the hang of like using TikTok, but the actual dances and stuff are like quite good. Yes. She's, I'm, I'm happy. It's fun because like of the housewives and Bravo labs that use TikTok, some of them are better than others, but not most of them aren't like, dancing so it's kind of a fun little different like angle like most of them are doing like the trending sounds or whatever where they're like lip syncing to stuff but like her Ashley dancing to Doja Cat also she and Doja Cat look like they could be cousins or something yeah that's true some similarities I wonder if Doja watches Bravo that would be fun I feel like there's more celebrities who watch Bravo than like even though we are aware of a lot that do like I feel like it's everyone's safe space (laughs) no I think a lot of celebrities watch Bravo and there's like the ones that there's the ones that are really public about it like obviously we know Rihanna and like Sarah Paulson loves Bravo people like Jennifer Lawrence but I feel like there are probably others who just like enjoy turning it on even if they're not like super fans we know Miley's a big fan Oh yeah, Miley's a fan. Uh, did I say Jennifer? I did say Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I think like Anne Hathaway maybe likes Bravo. You know, like there are definitely, oh. you know, Wait. some what Dylan. You know how you've been posting a lot about Chrissy Carlson Romano's like journey. Oh my god, yeah. And you just said Anne Hathaway, so I saw a video the other day where oh yes. Chrissy Carlson Romano posted that she didn't get the part of. Mia Thermopolis and Princess Diaries because of Anne Hathaway. <laughs> that video. Laugh. Oh my God. That video. <laughs> if you haven't looked at Christy Carlson Romano's YouTube channel, it is unhinged because she just does post these videos walking backwards that are like full clickbait about her like former <laughs> career. And when she says, listen, she lost, even Stevens was a big deal. You know, when she says she lost that role to Anne Hathaway, she didn't actually audition for that role. Anne Hathaway just got it and she didn't. It's like, what? But, you know, maybe maybe Christy Carlson Romano can be cast in opposite Ashley in one of Michael Darby's new films. I would maybe go see that. But it's, it's I want like a better explanation of what Michael actually wants to do in the film industry, because I feel like you know, they're talking about him, like, producing films, and then it's like, oh, like, Ashley's like, oh, and, like, maybe he would make me the star of the movie, and it's like, are you just looking to, like, invest some money in movies and, like, get your name on stuff, or, like, are you literally going to be, like, developing projects and stuff? Because if you're going to, like, cast Ashley in a movie, I'm like, what is this? What's the point? Is this just a storyline? Like, Yeah, like I never, I appreciate people's like passions and them wanting to do new projects. I actually think that's really cool, but I totally agree when with what are the details because that's almost him saying, I want to produce movies 
reminds me of me tomorrow being like, I want to be an astronaut. Like, I feel like I could do that. Yeah. And I think there are, there are ways for people with money to just sort of get involved peripherally in the entertainment industry where it's just like, Oh yeah, I'm like investing in insert project or whatever. But like, it seems like he is wanting to be more on the like creative side. And that seems random. Like, I guess he wants to be the next Randall Emmett or something. Um, which wow. I don't know if that's like fully a compliment, but <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I Uncle Lump basically Uncle Lump just wants Ashley to be careful about getting you know into an, another business venture because who can forget Oz that restaurant? With yeah, the and they kangaroo sold sliders. like kangaroo. Yeah, <laughs> who's he an emu? <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't even think about that. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honeylove, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honeylove, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Well, honestly, another business venture that's doing well, we think, is Robin's because her and Juan went to go look at warehouse spaces, which by the way, that space looked really cool. Like, I kind of wanted to like research that a little bit more for like myself, not for like my own business, but like, I feel like I've never, it's roll up. It just looked very like cool to me. Yeah. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a storage facility, but like kind of a little more. Yeah. Yeah. And they help you out. You have space, whatever. But like, I feel like Robin tells Juan these details when there's other people in front of them. So he can't, I don't know if he would get mad, whatever, but like, that they're a hundred thousand dollars already over the budget. And if he's okay with paying $1,500 a month minimum for this space for the business. (laughs) I don't, I I feel like I'm a little lost on where Robin and Juan are with this house project, because I feel like they don't talk about it that much. Like it's not, they're not really making it a main storyline. So it's like, we don't hear about it all the time. We don't see the how the new house that much. And then for Robin to just like casually bring up that they're a hundred thousand dollars over budget. I'm like, wait, what's ha- what's happening here? Like, is the house almost done? Like I need, like, it seems strange that Juan wouldn't be like more involved. I don't know. I just like, I feel like I don't really get what's going on with that. And 
as much as I am team Robin in terms of wanting, you know, her to be feeling her best and doing her best and wanting Juan to treat her, you know, the way she deserves. I'm kind of like, Robin, girl, like, what are we doing here? Like, why are we doing this with the money again? Come on. Especially since like last episode, we saw her re-talking about what happened in their past and like going into a little detail. So Mm -hmm. like, it's something that you would think would be, they would be really on high alert, but. Right. I would expect them to be like, to know where every penny is going when they're doing this house, you know, that kind of thing where it's like, okay, like we've set this budget and we know exactly how much we can spend. Like, you know, they should be on their like extreme couponing status right now. Like they should be very aware of how much they're spending. And so the fact that Juan seems sort of blindsided by this, I'm like, I don't, I don't love that. Like, I always laugh. Like when we hear these celebrities or Bravo celebrities talk like $100,000 over budget is not like you went to the mall to spend like 20 bucks and you left spending a hundred. Like it's a significant amount of money to be over. Right. Where did it go? (laughs) What did you buy? Yeah. I mean, she's saying something about, you know, wanting little upgrades here and there and like the marble floors and that kind of stuff. But like, yeah, like I just feel like with something as major as a house. And again, I've never owned a home or built a home or (laughs) any of that because I'm, you know, not, I'm still a child basically. Like, I just don't, I don't get how the budget ends up being such a like imaginary number. It's like, you know how much <laughs> you can spend. Like, that's a don't funny word a, to use. Like, don't you have a mortgage? Like, isn't there like a set amount of, that it's like supposed to cost? I don't know. I don't know, but I want to know if she moves forward with the space just because I want to know a little bit more about it. I know. It I well. do like, <laughs> I want her, I want her business to thrive. Mm-hmm. And it seems Apparently like. Apparently it is. It seems like this getting a space is like the next step in allowing her business to grow. Right. So I, I kind of hope she does it. Um, okay. Let's talk about this music video shoot. So we hear earlier in the episode when Candace is talking to Chris there, it seems like they only speak to each other on FaceTime now. Like, I don't, I don't know, but. Or if they're in person, they're fighting. Yeah. And he's always wearing an apron. Um, But so, so the whole concept for the video is that they're, they're at this like drag race. There's all these fancy cars And, you know, they're like hanging out in the parking lot. So the whole video concept hinges on the fact that they need to have these specific, you know, fancy cars. cars. And so they can only shoot the video on Friday because that's when the cars, you know, that's when the guys can bring the cars. I'm like, I don't know what any of this actually is. But so they get to this parking lot that's seemingly in the middle of nowhere Wait, and, it looked like it was at the end of someone's cul-de-sac. Like it just Yeah, it looked like a suburban like bank <laughs> branch parking lot. I was like, I don't know where we are, but I love that Candace was like the last one to arrive because all these women just pull up to this empty parking lot and are like, um what's what happening? Because <laughs> it looked like she came, well, it didn't look she came from the first part of her video, and they were also on like they needed to look at the time because they needed to beat the sunset and they kept doing the countdown of like them literally running out of time and like she's 
so like in her typical hi oh my god but she's like pouring her seltzer into her tumbler because she has like her lipstick on she can't mess it up and like someone finally tells her the cars aren't coming but i feel bad for her in this moment because she did say like this is when chris needs to be here because and then she did reiterate the other night that it was not chris's fault it was like the team's fault that the cars didn't come but it was like well, he facilitated it, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, it's like, I don't you know. Call? I don't know, like all of the particulars of their arrangement. But if if they have agreed that it's Chris's job to like arrange this stuff, then, you know. Yeah. Chris is like mm. coming in hot. He finally comes and like, he's like, I'm not going over there because I'll flip out and I'll make her. But she saw him already. So she's already like, sk- like, right. oh my like God, she can see him happen? across the parking lot, like looking angry in his apron. And she's already like, oh my God, what? All of them are like, he's in his apron. He's still in his apron. Giselle made a good point. He was still in their apron and that's actually his job. And he did not bring food for them to eat while on this set. I know. Like, can we get some craft services? Like, serious. They were in this parking lot for a, a good long time. Um, but so before Candace even arrives to the video shoot, we have Miss Dorothy arriving. And I believe this is the first time that Mia has met Miss Dorothy. And she says, mm-hmm. oh, you look great. You look like Candace's sister. How old are you? And I was taken aback when she said this. And some of the other women were taken aback when she said that, because I just can't imagine meeting anyone and asking right away how old they are, let alone a woman of a certain age. You, It's just not done. No, I don't like someone asked me yesterday how old I was. And I was like, this is so weird. And I'm not old, but like no, to I- ask a woman how old she is, is I get it. Mia was doing it because like, she looks young and she was, you know, being nice, I guess. But still, it's just like, it's like an age old thing. You just don't ask a woman her age. Like Mia, a, seems, Mia seems to have a little bit of a diarrhea of the mouth type of thing where I think she, she's, she has a habit of saying things that are inherently shady or like not the right thing to say, but she says them in a way where she could go back and be like, it was a compliment or like, (laughs) I was saying that you looked good or like, you know, a little bit later when, you know, Dorothy is basically in the mood to talk shit to anyone in this parking lot. And Mia's like picking her brain about whether or not Chris is getting paid as her, as Candace's manager. And it's like, these two are just going to, I feel like Mia and Dorothy need like a spinoff of their own. Cause I'm like, they're just going to cause, you know, chaos over in the corner of the parking lot. You know, Dorothy's trying to talk shit to Karen and Karen is like, I do not want this. Like Candace and you and I are like barely good right now. So, like, please leave me when, out of it. When Mia asked if Chris was getting paid, I was more taken back by that question. So I was like, girl, that is literally none of your business. And it's none of Dorothy's business either. Like, correct. It's literally nobody's business but Candace and Chris. And I like, you know, I feel like we're all entitled to have our thoughts about Candace and Chris's arrangement. And like, you know, I have my own questions about it. I'm not sure it seems like the best setup, but at the same time, I'm not going to walk up to Candace and be like, you're not even paying your man. And uh, can't Dorothy did say to 
uh, Karen, though we heard it when she was like, well, I didn't expect him to quit his job and because it become a house husband. And at that point I was like, yo, she really is going to talk to anyone that is around her right now and talk shit in any way <laughs> about this man. And like, it, it was just like uncomfortable. And then he got there and they were all in a line and he was, she was like, hi, Chris. But like, they didn't like give each other a hug. It was just like, you can feel the tension there. It was like kind of uncomfortable, even just like watching it. But um, <sighs> I don't know. Have but then you... Wendy scurried over and told Candace what Mia said. Oh, and and can I was like, not now, Wendy. Like she's on her video shoot. Right. Like I, okay. As much as I appreciate the like bone carrier, you know, housewife thing of like, you know, you want to start stir the pot and be a little messy. It's like, this is what you should be telling Candace, like, in a couple days when you go get drinks or something like you don't need to, to run across the parking lot and tell there was just too much back and forth across this parking lot. Like I just needed them to all stay in one place, keep their mouth shut until it was time (laughs) until it was time to do the video and get it done. It was, it was stressing me out how much conversation was happening in this parking lot. I'm like, you're, you're here to accomplish something. Honestly, though, the video was very cute. The scene with all the women was very, very it did, cute. It turned I out well. It. it did turn out well. Um, I just have to, before I move on to Below Deck Med, I have to ask, have you been seeing what Mia has been posting on social media at all? No. So she, Mia is one of those people where it feels like she is really going hard on Twitter and on Instagram and basically like, you know, she's tweeting all this stuff about Candace and Chris and Wendy. And she posted on Instagram, these old Instagram screenshots of Candace's feet because Candace was like talking about how Mia has big feet. And she was like, my feet might be big, but at least they're not crusty. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, I feel like Mia on the season is mostly doing fine like she's had her issues with some of the women but I feel like she's working well with the group but on social media I'm like you need to chill out a little bit because there's gonna come a point whether it's at the reunion or next season or something where it's gonna come back to bite you because Candace is not the kind of person who's gonna be like not caring that you have been like trying to drag her for six months on Instagram like I just think I feel like Mia needs to like take a little bit of a chill pill on the social media. I, it stresses me out when housewives are like going too hard on. Yeah. Because the audience can quickly change. Like we've seen (laughs) in the past. Yeah. Actually I did see someone post a picture of a foot. One of the Bravo accounts. You were like, I scrolled away as fast as I could. Yeah, no, (laughs) I, I, and so now I like, in putting two and two together what you're saying, but I didn't like actually click the meme. I saw toes on like a heel and I was like, yeah, it's just like, (laughs) if you want to like, if you want to be shady while you're like live tweeting the show or something, that's one thing, but like, you're going to be screenshotting and posting pictures of her feet from 2019. Like that's, it's like a little desperate. People get paid big money to post their feet. So I'd be fucking pissed if someone did that to me. Also, like, I don't think Candace's feet look that bad, but whatever. That's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> 
I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences. Every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Okay, let's talk about Below Deck Med because this was also a pretty a pretty Whoa. explosive episode, I have to say. Um, so we Whoa. we have the aftermath of Lexi versus Matt round, you know, two or three or whatever this is. Um, so we, as a reminder, we have Lexi using the R word to describe Matt um, and saying that his mom should have aborted him. And Courtney calls Lexi the C word. And Matt, of course, is saying lots of gross stuff too. And it just, it's a bad situation. I mean. When they pan to the waiters all watching. Oh my God. I love that. Always. Because um, it's like, what are you supposed to do? Right. You're like, um, do you need your water you glass dessert? refilled? <laughs> like, I don't know. I love, yeah, no, so good. Um, But so basically the next day, Lexi goes to Sandy and is like, Sandy, like, oh my God, it's bad. Like, I was really worried that this was going to go down like it did the last time with Lexi, where she basically got to Captain Sandy first and then was able to, like, spin her narrative. But this time I feel like 
Sandy finally actually like had everybody sit down, you know, actually had everyone explain to her what happened and like hear different sides of the story. And, um, you know, I think I'm just glad Lexi was fired. Honestly, like it was time. It was time a while ago. And I was frustrated that Sandy didn't really like, I felt like she kind of took Lexi's side earlier in the season when that wasn't really the appropriate course of action. So I'm glad that this time it didn't happen that way. Well, you can tell though that Captain Sandy like really does like Lexi. Like she had a hard time letting her go. Right. But- it's like when she's like everything that you've shown me, you're I a great know person. you're a good person. And I'm like, yeah, but everyone that everything, every, everything that everyone else has experienced with her is literally the opposite. So like, sorry, Captain Sandy, but you might have to come to terms with the fact that like Lexi is kind of like bamboozling you. Like, (laughs) so she did make a point though. And she was like, ah, why everyone I realize is bringing up Lexi first. So Malia had to even tell Sandy, they're like, because this isn't the first incident with Lexi. Like if it was the first fight they've gotten in, okay, but this is like not the first conversation we've had with you about Lexi, but they did all say, they're like, listen, we're not defending Matt. Matt was wrong last night too. And he's the one that instigated it. But when she brought in Courtney and Malia next and the first question, Captain Cindy was like, Courtney, did you call Lexi a cunt last night? I was like, that is gold. (laughs) And Courtney, like imagine your boss having to ask you as an adult that question. And Courtney was like, yeah, but I apologize right now. She's away like, yeah, I did, but it. I said sorry as soon as as soon as the word left my mouth, which she did. They she played did. they rolled they the footage back. and she literally was like, You're sorry, I I sorry I said it, but um, that was so good. Oh my god. No, and of, Courtney's of course, like a good person. She is a good person. Yeah, of course, you know, Lexi is like not wanting to talk to anybody while she's packing. She shuts the door in Katie's face. Um you know, honestly, like I would do this. Like, why would she? I get it. You want to leave on a good note, but it's like you just got fired. The last person I want to talk to is you, is my boss, you know, who had to. Yeah. Work. And also, like, when it came down to it, like, Lexi was on better terms with some people than others, but like, nobody in this, in this crew was like on her side, which was right. warranted. Like, I don't, I don't think she deserved to have anyone on her side, but like, Nobody, nobody here is her friend. I when she scared, walked out, what? I'm scared that she is not going to go to the reunion. Oh, I don't know. But because they, because she... Andy posted yesterday, he was like, yeah, the if, questions. He was like, if there's a below deck med reunion, send, like, send me your questions. And I'm like, if, and I have a feeling that they're planning on doing it, but like, they don't know if everybody's going to come. And like, if Lexi doesn't show up, is there a point? I don't know. Yeah, that's know. it's funny. I, I know. When she rolls her luggage out and has her AirPods in and is just like beelining to the door, that also was my favorite scene because she was <laughs> like just ready to go. But that was really big of Malia to like still, regardless, she was ignoring her to get up and help her. Like Malia is good in those situations. Like I think Malia has like really redeemed herself this season. I'm like, yeah, I think she is she like seems to gel really well with this cast. Um, you know, she seems like a solid leader Except and she for has one person. She hasn't really gotten into any like petty pettiness. I don't know. Um, 
What did you think about Katie's decision not to bring Delani back for the last two charters was 150% wrong. Okay. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. And I'll tell you why she didn't want to have to deal with bringing on Delaney and explaining and doing that. It had nothing to do with two left, two charters left. Like we can easily do it. Malia was even saying to her, like, are you sure? Like, are you short? Put her in laundry. Ha- so that way, that's I, that's one what I was thing. just gonna say. It's like you didn't have to do right. It's like even though we've established that Delaney is not really a stew, she w- it's not like she was totally unhelpful for the time that she was there. So yeah, you can literally just have somebody doing all the laundry, and then you don't have right. to think about her. But and, here's yeah. the other situation, Sandy loves to pick and choose when she wants to be involved in things Mm -hmm. in this situation. She, as a captain should have 100% said to Katie, you need a third stew to bang out these last two because she kept saying, okay, whatever is in best interest, you know, whatever is in best interest for the, for the um, guests, having a third stew is in best interest for the guests. What do you, what do you mean? Like we'd all just answered your question, like for your concern. Um, we will now see in the upcoming charters that Katie made the wrong decision, but I knew that she did last night. So yeah, Sandy is really, um, I feel like she's on a mission to make people dislike her as much as possible this season because it was, yeah, it was weird how she handled that situation. It's like she, yeah, she has such strange ideas about like when she's going to make people, you know, step up and make decisions. But then you know, the way well, she's wait, let, like, and, and also, sorry, let, and let me say also that she, it's one thing. Cause you can do the job with two stews. It's been done before, but this, and that's if something happens like, you know, quickly and randomly, right. this was like in preparation for two more. So that's why I'm saying they should have like, Oh, totally. No, I mean like I, right. Like I don't particularly love Delaney, but in terms of like the actual breakdown of work, there's no reason that it wouldn't have been helpful to have her there. Did you not think they were making it suspenseful? Like she was like slowly packing up her stuff. Like they knew they were firing Lexi, just like leave her on the boat. What you know, you she doing? sends, she sends all of her copy and paste text <laughs> messages about how it was epic to meet everyone. Um, okay. So then the last, you know, the big last part of the episode is when Sandy sees that, Dave is like limping a little bit and she finds out that he, you know, has this bruise and the way she reacts, the way she flips out on Malia and is like yelling at her about how she needs to tell her. I just thought it was so unprofessional from Sandy's perspective, because like, yeah, if you want to, if you are, Like, from a job perspective, if Malia did something wrong, then obviously it's, you know, Sandy's right, responsibility, whatever, to, like, address it. But, like, I just think there's never an excuse for a boss to be yelling at their employee that way. I agree. I agree with the fact that Malia, I think, in my my opinion, that Malia did mess up. I think that injury 100, that is more than a bruise. Like he, that should have been. um, Oh, I agree. No, I totally, I totally think so too. Like, I think it's one of those things where it's like, 
two things can be true. Like Malia can be wrong in how she handled the situation and Sandy can be like wrong in that. She like freaked out at her. Yeah. I think that it was extremely inappropriate to talk to Malia that way in front of Malia's. um, Yeah. Like, like uh, what, I guess what is he in like, front of her team? Her, like, like her... is her team? Like that's just makes her feel. You can tell she was taking deep breaths. You, we already know Malia and Sandy do not get like they just don't get along. And I think the reason once Malia went to go put the incident report in, and that's when Captain Sandy flipped out. That was bottled up. Like Sandy just doesn't like Malia, and so that her screaming at her. Um, I wouldn't have handled that well. It's just so weird to think back to think back to a year ago, the relationship that Sandy and Malia had last season versus now. It's like, I would love to hear them kind of unpack that a little bit at the reunion of like, why is Sandy, why has, what really has happened to make Sandy go from adoring Malia and seeing her as this like bright shining leadership star to clearly not trusting her, clearly being Maybe like she's jealous. It's like it seems like she is looking for cracks in everything that she's doing, and every every little thing that goes wrong, it seems like Sandy is like pinning it on Malia very like personally, almost. Yeah. yeah, and it's like I don't. That's like a weird leadership style, and I don't. I I don't know. Well, mm. and as much as I look. I mean, as much as I love Captain Lee and like I it's great to have the captains in the reunion. I just feel like they're so out of touch for what actually goes on in the season unless they go back and watch it before the reunion. Like I would love to hear Sandy's feedback and everything on the behavior she actually watched from Lexi and Matt, both sides of it. And then she would have, you know like a different outlook. I don't know. And then maybe she can be like even acknowledge the fact that she may be exaggerated while yelling at Malia. I I don't know, but I always feel like the captains are a little lame at the reunions. I know. Like I want, I want, I want them to make Sandy like sit down and watch that first night (laughs) when Lexi was like, you know, physically assaulting people. And like, I want her to say like, I messed up. I should have listened and fired her. Like, that's what I want. (laughs) I don't think that we would ever hear those words out of, Sandy's mouth. Okay, fine. I could be wrong. <laughs> um, okay, well, we'll see what happens next week. Maybe, maybe Katie will regret not bringing Delani back for the last two charters. Uh, but in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches and just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter.
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.